This is Adia. And Aisha. Join us on this podcast journey where we have an existential crisis one episode at a time so you don't have to. But why do that on a podcast, you ask? Because it's better than journaling. Okay. So get comfy and fill your teacup with whatever it is you drink because it's time for an episode of Better Than Journaling. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Good evening, Miss Adia. How you doing? I am a-okay. How are you doing? I am running around in circles with a lot of projects, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of plates in the air. Um, Um, You know, there's just a lot going on. It's not bad stuff. Just a lot of stuff. That seems fair. I mean, it's a busy time of year for you. Definitely got something big coming to fruition pretty soon. So that makes a lot of sense. Excitement buzz in the air and a lot of last little, what, I's to dot and T's to cross? I's to dot and T's to cross. And the funny thing is, it happens uh, right when Girl Scout cookie season happens. Oh. <laughs> Which means not only my kid, but my whole troop is like deep in Girl Scout cookie mischief. Oh. And you know, it's tax season, like all kinds of stuff are happening right now. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Just busy. Work is busy. That's busy. Uh, I've really spent the last almost three years working almost exclusively from home. And just in the last three or four months, going into the office two or three times a week just feels like a little bit draining. Yeah. I mean, you have a little bit of a commute too. So I get that you're spending more time on the road and that's just generally not enjoyable unless you have some Mm. beautiful scenic route to be uh, observing along the way. So that makes a lot of sense to me too. There is no scenic route between here and my office. I agree. I would agree with you. Although your, your new digs are nice. Thanks for having me over. Uh, yeah, I love it. there. I really do. I, yeah. I like being there. I just don't like having to get there. I don't like the number of interruptions I get, but I'm also, you know, you know, the great resignation and staff turnover over the last few years. So being in the office and like seeing people's faces and talking to people, you know, having those side chats at the beginning or end of a meeting, that kind of stuff didn't exist for the last two years for me. So it's like, I'm finally connecting to the people that I work with, which is really cool. That was something that I missed tremendously. Um, But it took me about nine months in before I actually missed it. But once I did miss it, I missed it a lot. And so that's why I continue to go into the office because it's it's beneficial for my well-being and uh, just my functioning in the workspace in general. It's it's that human interaction, that casual interaction, those moments of collaboration are really meaningful and uh, helpful to my own individual process. I'm hearing myself and I sound nasally and I started taking my allergy pills yesterday because I started to notice my sinuses were doing a thing. And generally speaking, I always notice it about a week and a half too late. <laughs> this is a <laughs> pattern that I have. Yeah, I know. It's it's probably 
not going to change. This, this is a part of who I am. But usually I start having a symptom of like a sinus infection, almost wanting to start, or at least like some post-nasal drip. And as soon as I notice the symptom of like a, like a scratchy throat or something, I'm like, oh, I got to start taking my allergy meds. But that's usually too late. Like I'm at least three days too late, if not more like a week too late at that point. But I took it yesterday and I took it today and I'm feeling like, it was definitely too late. We'll see what tomorrow morning feels like. Hopefully I caught it in time, but I don't know. I'm sounding very nasally right now to myself anyways. So pray for me, Miss Aisha. I shall try to do that. Yeah. I will put you on the list. I appreciate Next world peace. Okay. And a lottery win. Uh, fair, fair. They, <laughs> it feels of equal importance to me. It does. I can see it. I yeah. can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, this week has gone by pretty quickly for me so far already. So I am looking forward to the weekend and, uh, yeah, I just have a smile on my face in a good space. Yeah. This week, I, I mean, this whole year already feels like it's gone by very quickly. Already being to February, it feels like it was New Year's Eve yesterday, but, um, I feel good about how I'm spending my time so far. I feel good about what I'm saying yes to and what I'm saying no to. Even right now where I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many plates in the air. It, It's all stuff that I want to be doing. So it's really cool. Um, the projects, of course, there's always like the day-to-day -day drudgery that's not new that I'm like, yeah. ah, I could do without that. But um, I don't know. I, I know I mentioned to you sometime last year that I went from seeing clients every Sunday to every other Sunday. So that yeah. was like fall or something like that. And it just, it feels kind of life-changing to have an entire weekend every other weekend. Cause for like the last nine years I've had, uh, I've worked every Sunday, Thank but you. I really, really enjoy having this weekend off and I'm supposed to like sleep in, but I don't, I get up and I go hiking or, or do something, get my daughter out of bed early and say, we're going for a walk. We're doing this. We're doing that. So I haven't ever used it yet to, to sleep in, but I do enjoy what I'm doing with it. And we do, we, we will go for a hike and then we'll make up for that hike by going for a stupid breakfast somewhere. And then we usually come home, take a shower and like chill in bed for the rest of the day, which is really fun. Oh, that sounds amazing. That sounds yeah, really awesome. Sweet and really meaningful. And she's going to have these memories forever. I am happy for her. I slash hate her. <laughs> what are you jealous <laughs> only a lot yes that's that's pretty fantastic that's yeah, wonderful she has it on her on her like checklist of what needs to be done she, like she has a checklist every day um and it all started because she would forget to feed the damn bunny and I'm like you're gonna be a bunny murderer that's not cool <laughs> so in all fairness uh the bunny is downstairs so we have this like Cause I'm allergic to it. So, yeah. so there's a, um, like a granny flat downstairs, but it's, it's connected so we can go to it easily. Um, but it's not someplace where like we sit or hang out. Yeah. So if we don't, if, we're, if we don't have some intentionality ab about it, she won't go. So I put it on the list along with like brush your teeth, oil your hair, all those. Oh boy. All hey. right. What are we doing today? I am thinking that we can 
obviously spend some time reviewing whether or not I'm the asshole or whether or not they're the asshole. But I want to see if we can find some stories that are specific to siblings, sibling dynamics, sibling rivalries, sibling fuckery, basically, is what we're going to be diving into today. This episode will henceforth be known as sibling fuckery. That's right. There we go. Good stuff. We all have it, unless you're an only child, and then maybe you just piss yourself off. But uh, siblings and the things that come up of being a sibling and having siblings, man, mm-hmm. stories for days. So let's see what these people's stories have got to say for themselves. All right. All right. Am I the asshole for not paying my daughter to babysit her younger younger siblings? That's not exactly. Let's see how this plays out. All right. So my 20-year-old daughter is currently a college student. She lives in my house free of rent. I only ask her to do a few things around the house from time to time, like cooking and cleaning. Typical things you're expected to do on a daily basis anyways. Occasionally, she has to watch over younger watch over her younger brothers since I may be busy with work or when I need a break to hang out with my girlfriend. My daughter recently spoke up to me about how she feels I'm putting too much of a workload on on her back, which I don't see how. She told me she's okay with cooking and cleaning around the house, but having to watch over her siblings was annoying and stressful and that it's taking away from her studies. That pissed me off because I went to school while having to pay bills and take care of her as a baby alongside my ex-wife. I told her she was acting very privileged and that if I could do it, so could she. She didn't like that very much, much and stormed off into her room. Well, she went behind my back and told my sister about how bad I was treating her. My sister is very kind and gullible at times. So she called me and said the least I could do was give her an allowance for the chores I make her do. I explained why I felt that wasn't necessary, and she told me not to compare my situation to my daughter, since apparently I put myself in the position I was in back then, which I guess is a fair argument. But since she is living in my house, you right- guess. <laughs> But since she is living in my house rent-free and I'm paying for her college, I feel that in of itself should count as an allowance. So I just wanted to ask whether I was wrong for not wanting to pay her extra money to do basic chores. There is an edit, but I would love to hear what your initial impressions are. Um, This parent who feels like, so I, I think that everybody in the family should help out. In, in lots of different ways. Um, but when, and she's willing to cook and clean and do all that kind of stuff. And she's willing to watch her siblings sometimes. She's just saying it's kind of getting in the way of her being able to like study and all that kind of stuff. And it's, stressful. Idea, and it's stressful. The whole idea that because I went to school and watched kids, you should go to school and watch kids. No, you went to school and had kids yeah. that you then had to watch. Parented. To make it somebody else's responsibility now. I, again, I really believe strongly that everybody who lives in a house should be able to help out, should be willing to help out. Um, but that should be really kind of prescribed. Um, you know, like you do the dishes on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. You pay the light bill. You sweep the floor on Monday and Wednesday. But just like every time I need you to stop what you're doing and watch your siblings, that is your responsibility because I pay your college tuition which I pay because I'm your parent, not in exchange for childcare. You know, unless it is in exchange for childcare, then that then that person needs to decide whether or not um, she's willing to accept that as, as her salary, if she's willing to accept tuition as her salary and willing to be on call. But if that wasn't the agreement, holding it over her head feels really 
like parent fuckery, but this isn't a parent fuckery episode. This is a sibling fuckery episode. I know. I thought that there was going to be something more about siblings, but there wasn't. So like we'll that get... she hated them. <laughs> yeah. Or something. Exactly. I thought there was going to be more sibling dynamic, but there's not, there's just parent fuckery. So the, the voting definitely says that this guy's the asshole. There's an edit where he says, so in regards to how often I ask her to babysit, hold tight, it's usually three times a week. I don't see how that's too much to ask of her. It's usually only for a few hours. She's raising children. If you're asking somebody to babysit three times a week, they are co-parenting. For a few hours, okay? Yeah, that that is a co-parent. Until I get back home. My boys are twins and they're five. They aren't crazy kids, by the way. They're more mature than the typical ones you see. Oh, gosh. No way. Well, then let them babysit themselves. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you could have her pay rent if that's, if she says, I don't want to watch the kids, have her pay rent and use the money she pays for rent to get yourself a babysitter. That's exactly what I think. Or if you feel resentful about paying for her college, then you shouldn't. Then don't, then don't. But you don't get to make somebody your slave because now you decided that they owe you. Indentured servitude right there. Agreed. Yeah. He's wilding. Okay, let's get to- How old is this parent? It doesn't say- Did they ever say? No, he doesn't say any identifying information about himself. Lay down. Um, That feels like a boomer level of entitlement. Yeah, perhaps. That's a pretty young kid. Those are pretty young kids for a boomer. But it sounds like he had her young as well. If he was in school and parenting her, then he's probably- yeah, so he can't be no more than like 40. Yeah, 40 something. Yeah. He um yeah, some likely he's he was somewhere between 18 and what 25 or so when he had her, I'm assuming. If he was, yeah. Wow. All right. Let's see here. How about am I nope. 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 That's not a sibling thing. You <laughs> know. Will I be the asshole for going back on my promise to take in my disabled sibling? Oy vey. Oy. Okay. Strap in. I, 40 female, have a spouse. We both work and three kids under Before five. Before you even go deeper into this, let me let you know that this is already going to be a sensitive topic for me because yeah. I have a child with a disability and I have a child without a disability yes. and I constantly worry about what will happen when we're not here and what will become her responsibility. So I'm gonna take some deep breaths while you read this one. Okay, there's a, it's a long post too. So you keep breathing, okay? Yes, ma'am. So I, 40 year old female, have a spouse. We both work and have three kids under five. Why do people do that? I have two (laughs) siblings, sister two. Also, oh, uh, two siblings. Sister number two also has a young family and a dual career marriage. We both live in different states than my parents and other sibling. Sister three is 35-year-old female. Let's call her Paula, not her real name. Lives with my parents and has Downs and a chronic medical condition. Several years ago, my parents came to me very distressed. Sis Sis two told them she could never over care. oh, Oh, never over Paula's care, but would find her 
a very good group home and visit often. My parents are convinced if she goes into a facility, she'll die. When they say facility or home, they practically spit the word out like a curse. They begged me to take in Paula when the time comes and promised all kinds of state resources, funding, a home aid, et cetera, would be available because they'd gotten her on SSDI and Medicaid and made her the beneficiary of their life insurance. They also offered help with a down payment on a house so there would be room for Paula, which we accepted. Fast forward to now. Paula has regressed and doesn't even answer direct questions half the time. She has now she now has to be nagged to do simple things and is sulky and rude about things that are medically important. She shows little interest in her nieces and nephews. She no longer has friends her own age. My parents are very defensive about it and refuse to change their routines to improve her situation. They also confess they have not updated her, their estate planning in 30 plus years and are dragging their feet on getting it done. They have no plan for Paula's transition to our household. They just say they'll keep her as long as they can. It's clear they have not planned for any of this. I got in touch with a nonprofit in my state for disabled people, for disabled people and what they told me was shocking. Paula will have to wait 10 to 15 years to qualify for Medicaid home-based services like an aid. Private pay for a day program will eat up her SSDI, leaving nothing for daily living expenses. My parents will likely decline for years before their life insurance pays out and funds Paula's trust. Essentially, none of the resources and support they promise will be available to us after all will be on our own. I'm panicking. This is not what I thought I was signing up for. I tried raising just a bit of it with my dad and he blew up. They're counting on me to take her. They have unrealistic expectations about the level of care we can provide and pitch a fit when I tell them we have jobs and busy lives and she'd be safer at a day program or a home. They seem to not care at all how Paula's care will affect my kids and marriage. On the other hand, I took that down payment money. I can't return it until we refinance the house, probably a couple of years at least. So will I be the asshole for telling them I can't take Paula after all, knowing what I know now? Info. When I took the money, I had every intention of taking Paula. I will repay ASAP. Wow. Um, I think that, what do I think? I think right now I'm having a really hard time, a hard time with black and white asshole, not asshole. Um, there needs to be a middle ground or both assholes. I think to the letter of the law, technically, no. I don't know. I don't, I don't think you're the asshole. I think that you have to do at the end of the day, you're responsible for you. You're responsible for your kids. You're responsible for your family. I think that and you're responsible for paying back that loan. It wasn't a loan. Well, it was a gift, but it was a gift with a contingency. It was. However, also there was false pretenses and false information about that contingency. So they were not honest about what the circumstances were going to be around Paula's care. You think they knew? You think they intentionally lied? Whether it was intentional or not, like, is she intentionally not going to be able to take Paula in? It's, it's, to me, it's all, it's all in the same vein. So they haven't. I just would use a different word than lie. If depending on whether or not it was a lie. 
Well, how about they lied about updating their estate and having it actually planned to take care of Paula? That sounds like a lie. That was a lie. Um, they have not set her up in, in, in a way like that they said they did where she's going to get SSDI and she's going to have all these other resources. Like none of that stuff is, that's not actually, it's not real. So why would they say that she's going to have all those things when she's not going to have those things. It's not as if they did the research and know that it's true. They, they're they throwing out buzzwords of things that they've heard or whatever to convince her, to persuade her to doing this. And then when she does her own research, she finds out like that's not actually real or a possibility right now. So I was persuaded into this under false pretense. To me, that's a lie. So um, I, I, I would support her in paying the money back as well or putting the money towards something that's going to help Paula um but you know I also don't think she needs to like bend over backwards about it at this point um I think her parents are are scared and um I was gonna say desperate I think they're desperate yeah I, I think she's absolutely not the asshole you have got to do what's right for yourself but honestly more important and more importantly to me for the very small children that you have in your home yeah. and um and if if doing this for her sister would disrupt her children's lives in a really problematic way or disrupt her marriage or disrupt her own mental health or take her away from being able to live the life that she's trying to live then then i don't think she's the asshole but i do think she's got to pay the money back Oh, wow, 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 wow. This is not the sibling fuckery that I thought we were going to be getting into. Uh, but also, I want to know why Paula is declining and whether or not, like, my it was it was Down syndrome? And a chronic medical condition. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, I don't understand, I can't pretend that I completely understand Down syndrome, but I don't understand it to be degenerative in any way. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know that people's behavior gets worse. If something's going on with her behavior, I would be trying to figure out why. Well, she says my parents are very defensive about it and refuse to change their routines to improve her situation. So it sounds like there's probably some type of behavior specialist or some, or some level of recommendations to help strengthen whatever her, she doesn't have any of her personal, she no longer has friends her own age. She's a it has to be nagged and to do simple things and is sulky and rude about things that are medically important. She shows little interest in her nieces and nephews. She no longer has friends her own age. So, I mean, given the lack of, hmm, what's the word I want to uh, use? Like their lack of, the parents' lack of like awareness and comprehension for Paula's like basic needs. I get the impression that they might not know what her actual like full diagnosis is. Maybe she hasn't gotten enough testing or intervention to really understand everything that's going on with her that's totally possible especially she's like, like 35 or something so I mean 35 years ago, a bit yeah, diagnosis. Pushy, pushy and intrusive and I wonder if they just kind of make excuses for her because they are so you know willing to cramp everybody else's style to accommodate Paula um that I wonder if they have created a monster that like an entitled person who can't accept limits and now they can't get her to do what they want her to do because she can't accept limits because of uh, all the things that they do to protect her. You mean like codependence? Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. that situation sucks so much for everybody. 
It super does. And it doesn't sound like it's going to get better anytime soon because the thing of the thing of the matter is she, I, I feel like she would need to start over-functioning now while her parents are still around to try to turn things around without having Paula come live with her um, to even try to write the ship. You know what I mean? And that just, they're so defensive and we're depending on you and yeah. You must, oh, so sad. Yikes. Well, that was posted 20 days ago and everybody says that they are not the asshole. Okay, here's a, here, I found a couple that I think are gonna be pretty interesting. All right. <laughs> Am I the asshole for wanting to kick my sibling out over a turkey sandwich? <laughs> this is some sibling fuckery. Okay, I found it. Can I tell you when I had my son, <laughs> I had not eaten for I got into the hospital on Friday, Friday at like one o'clock in the afternoon. And I and I was supposed to go get Cuban food on that afternoon, but I went into labor. So I didn't get to go. It was my last day at work and we were all gonna go out for Cuban food. We didn't go because I was because uh, I was in labor and my husband was like, you really do have to go to the hospital. So I did. Um, but he wasn't born until Sunday, which means that I didn't eat from Friday when I got to the hospital because I was medicated until, um, I don't know, like eight hours after my C-section on Sunday. And they brought me a turkey sandwich. Can I tell you, to this day, I feel like if I wanted a good turkey sandwich, I would drive to that hospital and ask for one. It <laughs> felt like the best turkey sandwich I had ever had in my entire life. I thought it was so good. So I could imagine that there are some good reasons to go to blows over a turkey sandwich. You are out of line, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I had my daughter at the same hospital. So of course I asked for a turkey sandwich and it wasn't as good, but that, mm. that 2006 turkey sandwich, or 2005, my son's 2005. That 2005 turkey sandwich, oh my gosh. Some chef in that kitchen put their foot in that turkey sandwich. We're out, so of good. Line. <laughs> out of line. Out of line. This post says, so it isn't just about a turkey sandwich. Me, female 35, have been busting my butt to get where I am. Call me the pig with the brick house. Oh, cute. Okay. My sibling, Grace, like, you know, like a, uh, three little pigs. There you go. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Okay. My sibling, Grace, 31, recently got out of a very committed relationship. Not her first has a tendency to fall easily growing up. She and our two brothers could do no wrong. I was expected to pull more than my fair share. Always. I graduated a year early from high school, took that scholarship to university and managed to get fixed with a pretty sweet online job. The others didn't do higher education and get family handouts regularly. As for Grace, she fell for the boy next door and then another and then another. I understand looking for love, but she goes all in and digs a hole. I've always been there to help her, but now things are extreme. She moved in with me, trashes my house. I've never had roaches before, found one and started crying. Doesn't help with cooking and has me paying several bills for her. <laughs> I'll pay you back. I took on a bunch of extra hours to offset her living with me and I can't even ask her to stir a pot of soup which I finished prepping I just needed her to mix so that I could finish up with some work emails the worst concerns food I'm a diabetic and have to choose my food very carefully Grace will eat through her junk food and then go for my things I can barely keep anything in this house for long I had a stash of 
sugar-free soda that would normally last me two weeks. It was gone in two days. She tried to blame it on her child, seven, who also lives here. That child has pretty great manners. They would have asked me before getting into my soda. Grace uses her child because she knows my parents will always have her back, particularly when it comes to their grandchild. And no, they won't let Grace move in with them. They expect me to make things work here. It's been a long day, 12 plus hour shift computer work, but I'm still so darn tired. My living, my living room is trash, no dinner set up for me to cook. And she's expecting a medal for doing a load of dishes. She wouldn't even pick up my medication for me today. Dying for a turkey sandwich, have a special bread. I approached the fridge to find no turkey. It had been a huge family pack and we bought it less than a week ago. Child has been away visiting relatives this week. Now I just want Grace out. My parents keep saying to give her time to get over the breakup and that I need to be more flexible. I realize I can be a bit anal. I'm your typical cat lady. Yes, at my age. Just want to to snuggle my felines and read, not listen to Grace's drama shows on full blast. I want to shuffle through my house in pajamas and not trip over her stuff. I want, I want, I want. Anyone hearing Veruca Salt's voice on, uh, can call me out. (laughs) Slightly cringing at myself too. Maybe I am a bit too, a bit much. Am I the asshole? <laughs> She's having an, a dialogue with herself this whole way. Everything that I say is like oh, uh, parentheses, 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 parentheses. So she's, she's very self-reflective. <laughs> I love um, that about her. But she's definitely like prepared to take on all the responsibility, which, yeah, I can see that. What do you think? Well, I mean- do we even have to ask me how I feel about somebody reclaiming their space? <laughs> how I feel about space. But um, yeah, it's not working out. It's not working out. They they don't they don't room well together. Um, some history and some personality and um, some rigidity, and you put that all together, and it's not working out. And nobody should have to live without peace for extended periods of time. Um, the parents who want her to work it out, I feel like they should figure out a way to work it out and have their child and grandchild come home for a little while until the situation can be solved. If it's just that simple, why can't they do it? I, um, so I don't think that she's the asshole for wanting her sibling out. I do think she's the asshole for not anticipating this. And, and now having them move in and now kicking them out. Does that make sense? Like I, I, she, she's known who her sister is their entire lives. And still she allowed this situation to get to where it is. And so any like, yeah, I just like the boundaries are not there and it didn't have to get to this place. Um, You're like, how dare she have hope that it could be different this time? is that what we're calling it (laughs) yeah no I mean it certainly should not have come as a surprise no there should have been some clear boundaries at the beginning like y'all can stay here for a month and you have to go to mom and dad's house on the weekends and uh this is your refrigerator and this is my refrigerator all of that kind of stuff would have been would have been a helpful way to go. But I mean, it sounds like her sister being inconsiderate is not a new thing. Not at all. She details the whole history of the right. whole life of her siblings getting whatever and blah, blah, blah. So I just, I think, um, I think this is a situation where it's going to continue to happen unless she does 
something different. So she puts her out, but then maybe she'll feel guilty and she's going to do something else or whatever, pay, blah, blah, I don't know, whatever. She took on extra hours to offset her sister and her, her niece living with her. What? And what often happens in those situations is it's not that you're doing this for your sister, but the parents get so stressed out about, you know, where's my grandson, grandchild going to be? And she's out there staying with that friend and that friend's a bad influence. And just because you're, because your parents stress you out, you end up, you know, doing what your sibling needs because you want to take that stress off of your parents. So that could be another reason why she might've chosen to do it. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Okay. <laughs> you don't think you would do that? You don't think you would, if uh, your sibling no. was stressing well, out your mom? If my sibling is stressing out my mom, my sibling is probably going to be stressing me out. No, <laughs> the math is not mathing. Like, no, no. Cause I'm not going to be pleasant to live with. That's the thing. Like if I know that there are these boundary issues already, like I'm setting the expectation and then like, that doesn't make any sense. Like they're still going to be who they are and I'm going to be who I am. So am I going to be okay with it or not be okay with it? Like there's, right, right. there's, yeah, it, it's just... No, I'm over that. I'm beyond that. I'm way into the space of like, you are who you are. I'm going to allow who you are and accept that that's who you are. And that does or does not jive with who I am. I know who I am and I'm going to live my life as who I am, not expecting myself to be a different version of me so that we can vibe well. Like that's just, we need our boundaries so that we can <laughs> both survive. Mm -hmm. This is, yeah. Astonishing. Okay, I have another one. Okay. Am I the asshole for choosing to not be cool with my sibling? I love this. You sound young. Uh, I, oh, 30 year old female. I, 30 year old female, cut off my brother, 38 male, because he's living a life I just can't support and get behind. Ooh, tell me more. Oh, boy. I'm starting this off by saying I have zero control over how others live their lives. And generally, if it doesn't affect me or hurt others, I don't really care. However, my brother's life is so effed up. I just can't sit by and watch it anymore. He's married. His wife has a live-in girlfriend. Yep. His wife is a whole other, has, is in a whole other relationship. At first I accepted it as, uh, if he's happy, then I'm happy kind of thing, but it's time has gone on. I've started to realize this entire thing isn't fair, fair. He works six yeah, he works six days a week while they both sit at home doing fuck all. He's given up his dreams of where he wants to live, having kids, etc., all to just please her. And I literally can't stand it anymore. He's literally he literally is okay with her having a girlfriend, letting his girlfriend, this girlfriend, live with them. He's cool with them staying home, but yet she has all these obnoxious rules for him. He can't be around any other female, even if they're family. He has to do what they say when they say it, do the dishes, get them food, cook dinner, etc. And to me, it just seems so fucked up and manipulative. So recently, my husband and I moved into essentially our dream house. I told my brother that he and his wife are welcome, but the girlfriend is not. I recognize the wife is a part of the family and I'm willing to be cordial for her, but her girlfriend, I don't need to have any any respect or loyalty to well me saying this caused a shitstorm. he's called me every name in the book accused me of being homophobic i'm 100 not i'd feel the same way if her girlfriend was a man instead and didn't even give a uh give a fuck to text me when my birthday passed and even when i unexpectedly had to put my beloved dog down 
I get it. Family is family, but I refuse to allow someone in my life who treats me this way when all I simply asked for was a certain someone to not come to my house. I said I'd be cordial to them at other family events, and I not once said anything about any of them as individuals, yet my sibling essentially attacked everything about me. Since then, though, I felt isolated and separated by the rest of my family. So I'm just curious, am I the asshole? What do you think? Well, I know how you stand with uh, <laughs> <laughs> with letting people in your home or not letting people in your home, but I feel like um, is she the asshole for saying this person can't come to my house? No, I don't think you're the asshole for saying somebody can't come to your house. You're allowed to have those boundaries around your home. I think the larger part of it, the reason why you're saying it is not that this person has upset you or done anything to you or crossed any of your boundaries. You are trying to intercede and control somebody else's relationship. Relationship, exactly. The reason why you're saying, why you're setting the boundary. So yes, I do think that makes you the asshole. Um, I'm with you on that. You choosing that you choosing but everybody else says that they're not the asshole you choosing to not be cool with your brother because his life choices stresses you out it sounds like your brother actually decided not to be cool with you to be perfectly honest it doesn't sound like you had the choice of not being cool with your brother your brother sounds like he's done with you um so it would be different if you had just decided that it was too stressful for you to hear about his life and how he's living and how he's being treated, et cetera, et cetera. And so you decided to take some space, but you didn't. You decided that you were going to teach them a lesson and punish them the way that, you know, you perceive them to be treating your brother. Yeah. Yeah. It seems manipulative to me. It seems like inviting the couple, but not inviting the third is, is a way to decide what their relationship should look like, at least in front of you. And if that's not who they are. That's not who they are. If I was in a relationship with someone, I would not go to an event that they weren't invited to, regardless of why they weren't invited. I, I wouldn't go to an event that my partner was not invited to. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they have set up their relationship in a way that they're comfortable with. So if there are people in their lives that are not okay with that, then they probably won't get to be in relationship with those people the way they might want to. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think everybody, um, not everybody, but most, yeah, the overwhelming consensus is that they're not the asshole, but I definitely get the vibe though, like people that are saying, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think people are getting distracted by like, the dynamics of the relationship and them not approving of it and so everybody's saying that, that you're not the asshole but it's not her business or right. her he didn't ask for her help he's not crying to her it doesn't sound like he seems perfectly happy going to work and providing for his whatever situation he got going on so why are you so bothered and controlling i think she's the asshole. i think they got this one wrong it was posted two days ago though so there's still time for people to change their minds to get it right yes before you go on to the next one let's take a quick break yes we'll be back soon
All right, we are back. What you got for us? Am I the asshole for refusing to babysit my two youngest siblings on my birthday so my parent could can drive my sister to a university interview four hours away? It was a really long uh, intro. My mom. <laughs> How old siblings did it say in that? It doesn't say that yet. Okay. Two youngest siblings on my birthday so that my parent can drive my sister to a uni interview four hours away. Okay. This is not an American. My mom is currently angry at me and kind of ignoring me because I said I wouldn't babysit my six-year-old autistic brother and my four-year-old feral sister plus my (laughs) 14-year-old brother but we, he will probably just stay in his room on my birthday because they need to drive my sister to a university interview, which is a four hour drive one way. They're going to be spending literally all day out while I spend my 20th sat inside pulling my hair out over children that I cannot control. My barely, my parents barely teach them discipline, especially not my autistic brother. They let him get away with everything because he's different. I already told her months ago, even that I had plans for my birthday with my boyfriend which she was already annoyed about for some reason and despite planning the whole day with him plus staying in a different city uh mine is very small and has literally nowhere to shop or dine i said i would change plans so that i could spend some of the day with my family ended up agreeing in the end to just do some shopping in the town over a few hours with my boyfriend. Now she's not only saying she and dad can't spend time with me on my birthday, despite being so adamant about it beforehand, at which point I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just go back to my first plans with my boyfriend. But she's also saying I have to cancel all plans with my boyfriend and spend the day babysitting because there's no time frame on when they'll be back. Obviously, I said no, not happening, and told her that she can take the kids with her, or she could find someone else to babysit. Then she tried what saying, "Your other parent." They're both going. Oh, both parents are going with that one sibling. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Yeah. Now she's not only saying, she, now she's not only saying she and dad can't spend time with me on my birthday, despite being so adamant adamant about it. Uh, also saying I have to cancel all plans because there's no time frame on one they'll be back okay so obviously I said no not happening told her that she can't she can take the kids with her she can find anyone else to babysit then she tried saying how she can't entertain a four-year-old and a six-year-old on a trip like that and I'm the only one she trusts with her kids so having me babysit is literally the only option I still said no I refuse to babysit now she's ignoring me saying that I am ruining my sister's opportunities that I'm being selfish and overall just guilt tripping me at any moment she can am I the asshole here there's a there's a big edit but I wonder what you're thinking um parents have to be responsible for their children and they can't demand can't be responsible for all of them at once (laughs) they can't demand that anybody is they have five that's a lot of kids i'm trying to be responsible i'm trying to be responsible for at least four of them if one of them would just step up and do their part then i could be responsible for the rest of them two parents are going to take care of one child while one other child yeah, Thanks this one child has you. lots of opportunities and potential. And so we need to really feed that. The rest we need of to them. get into that. Yeah, no. Uh, but then again, I go back to like, should you still be living at home? If what your parents expect of you as an adult child living at home 
is not what, what you want to do, then maybe you should not be an adult child living at home. No, I do not think that people should be required. I think parents should say, hey, can you help us out? And if the, and if the kid can, then they should. If they can't, or if there's a special occasion or whatever, that's a lot of responsibility. Uh, a feral child, uh, a child with uh, developmental delays, and then it sounds like the broody teenager is fine. But that's a lot to ask somebody to do on their birthday. You you have to like you can't have that many kids and then have two parents go with one kid without being willing to consider other childcare options. I agree. Why couldn't they take the six year old with them? Yeah. And- 14 year old with the four year old. Yeah. I don't know if I would leave my 14 year old with a four year old feral child, especially if that 14 year old spends. But, but still, what if the 14 year old doesn't want to watch a kid? If you want to have that many kids, you have to be willing at some points to invest in childcare. Sometimes, not all the time, not every weekend. You should be able to ask your older kids to help out sometimes. But they should also be able to say no sometimes. And their birthday feels like a reasonable time to do that. And, you know, not taking all three kids feels reasonable to me for, for this older kid to say no. And I, and I, the, I think the part that gets me is like, she told her months ago mm-hmm. that I had plans. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the part where I, I really super support that you're not the asshole. Months ago, I told you I had plans. Then you told me that I couldn't have plans because I had to spend the time with you probably knowing that you had alternative plans to take care of, you know, one of my other siblings and then told me, actually, we don't have time to spend with you, but you're going to stay here anyways. Mm -hmm. That's just wild. So I don't think that at, at, you know, turning 20, that she can't, that she shouldn't maybe live there if, you know, she can't meet the expectations. I just think the expectation is unreasonable. I don't think the expectations are reasonable either. But even if the expectations aren't reasonable, there comes a time where you have to say, these expectations don't work for me and I can't make you change them. So I have to ask myself if, if living here still works for me. So yes. Or if they've got a feral child and they don't have discipline for the other one, then she can just do what she wants to do, which it sounds like she's trying to. Let me read the edit. Leave them both there. Edit, because there's some been some comments that I think I can clear up. My sister does not drive and nor do I or my boyfriend. My mom doesn't even drive. It's just my dad. Apparently my mom needs to go just because my sister wants her there as support, despite none of them actually being allowed in the interview, let alone the uni at all. I'm currently living rent-free, but only until September because I will be moving into uni myself at that point. They said they would never expect me to pay rent. And for that, I made sure I picked up most of the housework plus babysitting a lot. As the eldest, I've been babysitting for as long as I can remember, to be fair. They are also constantly borrowing money from me every month to pay for shopping and stuff. So I don't know. I'm paying somewhat. It's not correct to leave my 14-year-old brother at home alone with an adult, let alone with two other kids as well. So having him babysit them out of, oh, without an adult, out of the question. Mom refuses to have a random babysit her kids, despite me trying to tell her to find someone that's well-qualified and everything will be fine. She went on about, I've seen how them people treat autistic kids and such and so on. Basically made any excuse to not get someone who doesn't know him to babysit him. And she said that she's been babysitting forever. 
I have to imagine that means that when she was 14, she was babysitting. So why is it when he's 14, he can't babysit? I mean, it sounds like he probably wouldn't. She said he'll probably just be in his room, right? Well, because she's there. She, I think she meant that she wouldn't be babysitting him because he would just be in his room. She would primarily be looking after the four, the feral four-year-old and the six-year-old autistic sibling. I have to believe if he was capable and amenable, she would have said, hey, I'm going to be down the street. Are you okay with being with the kids and then call me if there's a problem? My guess is if that wasn't considered an option, then he was not amenable or appropriate. I think it has to do with the fact that she's a she and he's a he. That's possible. That does happen, of course. I don't think she's the asshole. No. And I guess she is moving out pretty soon to go to university. But um, I think it's okay to say no. I think it's okay to not be required to do the job of your parents. And, and mom just wants to go. Both parents don't have to go. Dad has to go because he has to drive. Yeah. Or or mom and mom and the other child <clears throat> like catching. Oh, I guess they're not in the United States, but they could catch like an Amtrak or something like that. Like if they if they if mom wants to be the one that's there, you don't take two parents away from four kids um, when you don't have care for those four kids and then take away an opportunity from one of those kids to. Yeah, not the asshole. She also remember clarified in the edit that they're not even going to be there. They can't even go into the university. Right. right. That's wild. Four hours one way. Yeah. Yeah. I but I get it. I get mom. Like I would want to be as close as possible to my kid when something was happening. You know, like my my son went to like the ER or something during COVID and I had to be outside for a little while and I could have gone home, but I'm like, nope, I'm going to sit in the car like four seconds away so that if something happens, I can be there. I understand that this is not a medical emergency, but I understand if mom feels like she's that kid's person that she wants to be there. She wants to provide support. Um, but, but there are alternate ways to do that. Like, like I said, you and her catch a train there, make a whole day of it, do a thing, get a hotel, stay the night, come back the next day or whatever. But, um, which, I mean, would not be any more expensive than gas would be probably for an eight-hour drive. Man. I mean, the hotel would be, but. <laughs> All right, let's see. There are a lot of uh, sibling ones and almost all of them say not the asshole, which is very interesting uh, to me. Okay, let's see. Some of them are not actually about siblings. Here's one. Am I the asshole for not going to my bio siblings wedding? My parents had a child, Ashley, when they were in high school, decided to give her up because they weren't ready to raise a kid. Fast forward 27 years, one year ago, and she tracked them, my family down wanting to connect. It's a little weird for me. Even though I know we're biologically related, she doesn't feel the same as my two younger siblings. My parents have found joy in the reconnection and I'm happy for them. Ashley is, are you happy for them? Ashley's getting married in a few months and invited my whole family. I feel weird about the whole thing. I also have a bachelorette party for a friend of mine scheduled the same weekend, not remotely close. Uh, 
I RSVP'd no. My parents are supportive in the decision because they realize how weird it must be. My younger siblings haven't decided if they'll go, but also feel a little weird about it. One said he's leaning against it, knowing I won't go either. The other is totally undecided. After RSVPing no, she called me and asked why I RSVPed no. And I told her, I hope it's her dream wedding, but I have other plans. When asked who's those, what those plans are, I told her and she broke down saying she can't believe a party weekend is more important to me. I responded by saying sorry, but I don't really know her. And even if I were by even if we're biologically sisters, she doesn't feel like one. I have a lot going on in my life and already have a family I love and don't really need new siblings. Her fiance then reached out, supposedly without her knowledge, asking if I'd reconsider. I told him it's just too much and would be blocking his number indefinitely unless I changed my mind, but not to expect it. I feel bad for her, but the whole thing is just so weird and I really didn't feel anything towards her when we met. Am I the asshole for that? Ooh. I don't want to do sibling ones anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. Oh, man. Care to elaborate? She, she can totally choose to, you know, if she's really connected to her friend and she's not connected to her sister, it's not like she's boycotting the wedding. She's saying, I have plans with somebody I'm closer to than you. Um and I'm not in the position to force this relationship yet. Like maybe if they had had more time under their belt, she would have done it. But um, no, it's okay to to decide that a particular, that the person you're closer with is the person who's who you want to spend time with. I think that's fine. What do you think? I think this is just wild and uh can't even imagine what that would feel like and the pressure and when she says like it just it feels weird like I didn't feel connected to her and I'm I'm like I mean that makes sense I don't think that I mean she's a stranger rather not she know that there was a that there was a sibling who had been adopted out before the sibling came back into their lives don't know does not say yeah yeah I have a sibling I don't know and if she was having a wedding I probably wouldn't like cancel I was gonna say a pedicure but that's rude as fuck I probably wouldn't cancel a a really important event with somebody that I am very connected to that's not a relative to go to my sister's wedding who I don't know what if you met her and felt instantly connected to her like okay, so when I say I don't know I mean we're not connected I've met her several times but I don't know her but if I met her and we were connected then I would have this dilemma about which one should I do then it would become not about who the people were but the the importance of the event unless it was the exact same event and then that would be super weird but like one person's wedding versus one person's bachelor party bachelorette party or whatever I would choose the event that felt more important um, if I felt really connected to her. Yeah. I don't think that she's the asshole for not knowing how to feel and or not knowing the rules of how she's supposed to behave in this situation. That makes sense to me. Um, it also, I get the sense, it feels like she is really bothered by the 
disruption in the dynamics of her family. She's no longer the oldest. She's no longer the firstborn. Her parents are making this connection with someone. She says, I'm happy for them. I'm like, I don't believe that. Um, it is making her wildly uncomfortable. And I, she hasn't yet processed all of that. And it's like, I'm blocking you like that. <laughs> that level. I mean, I get that. Yeah. You didn't need to reach out to her to try to persuade her. She already made her decision, like, let it go. But I and get why, why did he think that he was somebody that would all of a sudden have sway? Like who, who is he? I think when you get overwhelmed by emotion, you can allow yourself to like, your judgment will tell you this is going to work, you know, like this is a good decision. So I think that that's, he got swept up in that and, and, or maybe he saw his fiance sobbing. Cause it sounds like she was really upset when they, she broke down. Yeah. Um, so he, yeah, was probably trying to rescue her or save her. And he was like, I can fix it, honey. Um, <laughs> so yeah. 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 She should probably, uh, she should probably try to connect with her in a less uh, public event. She should probably try to connect with her in a less in a, an event that was less centered on her. Like, hey, can the two of us have coffee at some point or something like that? As opposed to, please drop everything that's important to you and come to do this thing that's important to me and just basically watch me do it or something. You know, like that's that is not probably the way to invite her into a relationship. Yeah. All right. One more. Yeah, let's do it. This title is confusing, so we'll just have to roll with it. Am I the asshole for making my siblings cry and not being adopted by our stepdad so they can be? Oh, no. So my dad died when I was 16, 16 year old female. No, I 16 female was seven, seven and my siblings were five female and four male. Okay. So you were seven, your siblings were five and four. Now you're 16. Okay. My mom was remarried 14 months later. It was fast. She was not cheating. She just moved quickly. It wasn't great for me, but my siblings love stepdad. And a year after he married our mom, they wanted to be adopted. I did not. They gave it a couple of years before bringing it forward anyway. A judge decided to speak to me and send me to a therapist. In the end, the judge declared he could not adopt me, but could adopt my siblings. Seems he normally approved adoption regardless, but he realized that I didn't secretly want it, but felt guilty. My mom said she would not let me be left out of that, but I never wanted it. The topic comes up a lot and it upsets my siblings that they can't be adopted because I say no. They love him and call him dad. You can't be adopted because your mom says no. Isn't that what that just said? Is that mom will, it's all or nothing? Mom said she would not let me be left out of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not your fault, boo. That's your mom. Your mom decided that. They love him and call him dad and want him to be their full dad. Whereas I never saw him as my dad. And truthfully, I don't love him. I appreciate him for stepping up and being here, but he will never be as important to me as he is to to them or as my dad and mom were mom and I have a shaky relationship now because of this stuff my siblings sat me down a few days ago and said we needed to talk that they wanted to be adopted I told them to talk to mom then they said mom will never let me be left behind they told me how it would be for them if I said yes to being adopted that my stepdad is a good man and it would be a good for me and for him because it would show him that I love him 
They don't know that I don't feel that way. I said I would never let another man adopt me and I only have one dad and I would not change that for them. They said that means they can never be adopted. I told them adult adoption is a thing if they want it, but the answer from me is never. They started to get upset and my sister cried. My brother was frustrated. My mom and stepdad told me I was being unfair by not, by not trying more for their siblings' sakes. Am I the asshole? That is terrible that mom will blame this oldest child for the decisions her and her partner, her husband are making. So weird. No, she's not the asshole. She should not concede to be adopted if she doesn't want to be adopted. She shouldn't have to be adopted if she doesn't want to be adopted. And in this type of situation, it would be different if it was like foster care or something like that. But in this type of situation, her, her, not wanting to it's not like if she doesn't get adopted she has to go live someplace else or something like that there's, there's no reason to do this to her or to them or to them they're going to make her they're going to make those younger kids resent her they, yeah they already do they don't understand that it's not her fault it's the parents fault the parents made this decision that's really strange oh that's so sad and the kids sound so mature. Yeah. Well, the kids will grow up and realize that that wasn't the law and that- the No, not the little kid. The big kid sounds really mature. No, I'm saying that they will grow up and oh, they the will littles. realize that the parents made the decision, not the sister, that the judge totally allowed the parents to have them be adopted and the parents chose not to. But if they're just, if they have the same mindset that the mom and the stepdad have, which is very likely because they're raised by them, they'll still blame the oldest sibling because it's easier to do that. Mm -hmm. Jeez. That is, I feel so bad for her. And really, because her siblings, she's not going to have any of them long-term, I'm sure. Because her siblings are going to resent her and there's going to be some some family rupture when she doesn't have to be around anymore. She'll probably choose not to be around anymore. And it's really sad because everybody could have what they want here. Yeah. But, but well, somebody is saying not, it's all uh, or nothing. That's not true. Because mom and stepdad want one very specific thing. So they won't have what they want. Fully. They could have 75% of what they want. I was just going to really say like this, a lot is better than none. Yeah. 75% is better than zero and they're choosing zero wild because what they want is the full picture not a part picture Yikes! right right is, i know the sibling one was tough there's some real dilemmas going on out there life is hard man and sometimes it makes it even harder than it has to be you said that's why i stay inside yeah there's nothing complicated in these four walls that's amazing you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Just stay but, inside. That's what all, we wanted you to take from this episode. Well, no, we're all moving into your house. That's what I heard. Everybody should move here. Yeah. But actually, if the if all the siblings moved here, then there might be problems here. I guess it was only one way to find out. I guess there's only one way to find out. <laughs> all right, I'll make up the beds. Yay. Thanks, friend. I can always count on you. Yeah, you can. <laughs> All right, lady. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. 
have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. Bye friends. Bye friends. Now, you know, that was better than journaling. So go ahead and give us a five-star review and share us with your friends.